0: Welcome to Left Right and In Beteen, a political podcast made by teens for everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to give an insight on current day events from the teen perspective. Today I have with me incoming juniors Edward Lukowski and Ryan Kung. What I kind of want to do here is we'll go through the list that we have of topics that I think are sort of relevant to teens in the moment. The first topic, obviously, the world has been pretty crazy right now but I think the first topic we might want to start with is the Black Lives Matter movement which kind of resurfaced with the death of George Floyd a few months ago but is kind of in a movement since 2013 so what is what are your guys' opinions on the movement itself?
1: um, I'm Ryan Kang so for me the movement on Black Lives Matter obviously I think that Black Lives Matter I don't think anyone would agree with that but how I feel I don't support the organization itself the reason being is first of all they have done like several violent acts and i you can argue that like most of them aren't part of the violence but i don't think i think it would be hard for a majority of them to actively condemn violence that they have committed second they are what they claim to be a marxist organization the founders themselves, if it was just a random person on the group, I wouldn't mind as much, but the founders themselves have said that they are Marxists, trained Marxists, and on their website, they say things like they want to disrupt the nuclear family and heteronormative thinking, which have like nothing to do with black lives. So that's why I obviously think that black lives matter, but I cannot support an organization like that.
2: I, I tend to agree with Ryan, but where I would disagree with him is... Um, uh, family structure does matter, especially with the African American community, considering that there is a really big problem with single motherhood in that community.
1: Oh, sorry, I should clarify my way. It was oh, what I was trying to say is they want to disrupt the nuclear family, which is which is bad. Like, yeah, studies have shown that nuclear family, two-parent structures, have way higher income, lower poverty, etc
0: when you say marxist do you mean communist or sort of um you want to define that for people who may not know
1: uh, written by karl marx
0: okay so okay i think we kind of see the surface which is that they're trying to eradicate white supremacy and get local power to intervene in violence that's kind of purposely inflicted on African-Americans. I also think that another really interesting thing is, what do you guys think about kind of the police brutality we're seeing currently against the African-American community and systemic racism and all of the kind of um, concepts that are blowing over with the Black Lives Matter protests all over and that.
1: So to respond to your first point about the surface, like, yeah, on the surface, it seems like yeah, like ending police brutality, white supremacy. Yeah, that's those, those are good things. But that's where I have the issue because if you support an organization, but you only support what you see on the surface, but not, you know, the whole thing, it's what it's rooted in, then are you really, do you really understand what you're supporting here? Which is why I, I want to get to the, the roots of it. Uh, so about systemic racism, you said? Mm-hmm. Or pol- okay, so police brutality. Police brutality, yes, yeah. Pr- police brutality, has been an issue as we've seen what happened to George Floyd was yeah terrible that police was out of line and yeah no he should be charged of course but what I would say is yes there is issues with police and they should be reformed like whether it be ending qualified uh, immunity ending the police unions reducing its powers I I that's what I support but what I don't think is that there is systemic racism in the police department against blacks. Rather, I think that it's just a non-racial issue because looking at the statistics, more whites are killed by the police when you factor in how, how much they interact with it. It's around three people shot for every 10,000 arrests for blacks, while it's four people shot for every 10,000 arrests in whites. So it doesn't seem to be a racial issue, more of just a police pack.
0: Looking at the fact that African Americans are a much smaller population, a percentage of our population, it does seem that about one in 1,000 black men, black men and boys in America can expect to die at the hands of the police, and it's, you know, a lot more likely. It's actually one of the leading causes of death, if you look at it, a man in, in America, and you, you could, it's probably a little bit, you know, easier to say that um, you, you could walk outside and get shot by a police officer if it's not systemic racism what do you think is causing all of this police brutality against even if you're not saying african americans about against the white as well is it the kind of the power of the police or
2: i i would say that it's probably just the power structure that the police have that they think they're untouchable basically Mm -hmm. and that's why we we should have police reform bills like the one proposed by senator tim scott which was um, blocked by the Democrats in Congress.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the issue of police is not a racism issue. It's more of uh, just a power issue. And yeah, they have this feeling that they're above the law, which needs to be ended. And the the reason why Blacks are more likely to be shot by police is because of their crime rates, because they interact with the police more. So of course, if you have more interactions with the police, you're going to have a higher chance or higher probability of getting you know killed or harmed by the police but when you factor in the crime rates you realize crime rates interactions with the police in general because not all whites are criminals not all blacks are criminals of course so what you have to look at is the number of times that they're arrested not their total population And when you factor that into account, whites are actually shot more than black.
0: I think that's part of the movement of maybe if it's not Black Lives Matter, the exact movement, but the idea that Black Lives Matter is always. uh,
2: I mean, of course, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, no, no one's saying they don't matter. They matter as much as everyone else's lives. Also, removing funding from police departments would be detrimental to uh, African-American communities. Um, as was seen in New York in the 90s when uh, mayor Rudy Giuliani was was um, controlling the funds for the city um, they saw through broken windows policing they saw a drop in crime of 65 percent and then that was kept by uh, Mike My- Michael bloomberg throughout the, the 2000s and then uh, Bill de blasio took over and now there has been a 200 percent spike in gun crime
1: in the past three weeks earlier this month they Decrease the funding by a billion dollars, I believe. And yeah, in the past couple weeks, you've seen insane increases in shootings. There was a day where 24 hours, there were 24 shootings, and they're people of color, not white. So if you really want to help black lives, you should be targeting, you should be increasing the funding. And what they want, a lot of them want to do is defund, the. even some going to say abolish the police. But yeah, others saying defund the police. And what we've seen is that clearly doesn't work
0: i don't agree with abolishing the police. i think that's obviously there's an aspect of the police that's needed as you have have mentioned with all those spike and shootings but i think that um defunding the police is not necessarily the idea of taking ev- everything away from the police. it's more of just kind of erasing the slate and starting with a new slate with people that are more you know in intact with the community and what's going on so giving yeah something that maybe maybe it's not necessarily You know, abolishing them or taking them away completely, but it's getting new people in, and also just the fact that the police get so much funding. And of course, they need funding, but the amount of money that they do get sometimes seems a little irrational for a versus where money could be going elsewhere. Like, I just think that on the federal level and the state level, I just think that maybe police officers don't need. As much money as they're getting.
2: Yes, and I totally agree with you that we might need new sets of police officers, but through saying you're gonna defund the police, the police are horrible, the police are crappy, the police don't wanna help you, the police are racist, you're disincentivizing people from joining the police force. And also, I, I would like to say that if you do go into these African American communities and actually ask the people that are in those communities if they wanted to have less police, most of them would tell you they want more police in their communities, that they want this crime to stop and that they want more police.
1: Yeah, there was this video going around where this guy went to Harlem, you know, like a um, a dominantly African-American community. And like five or six of them all said, no, they either they want to keep the police or they want more funding, more police presence in their neighborhoods because Mm -hmm. it it does decrease crime. And that's been shown time and time again.
0: Yeah, there are definitely different ways to look at it. And hopefully we can figure out a way to maybe get rid of the police officers that are bad apples and get without completely, you know, increasing crime. Um, I think we'll move on to our next topic, which is a little bit of a different one. Um, but conspiracy theories, I think that conspiracy theories have been a large, you know, concept in maybe what I've seen more of the Republican party, but then again, there could be just as just as many in the democratic party, but, um, Donald Trump himself, I feel, has endorsed a lot of conspiracy theories. In fact, CNN calls him the conspiracy theorist in chief only because of the fact that, I mean, if we start all the way back when he was the frontliner of saying that Obama was not born in America, um, that he was not actually born in Hawaii and that gained a big following. But they obviously found that Barack Obama was born in America. So what is your kind of opinion on conspiracy theories and um, the Republican Party?
2: Um, I think that there's a lot of blame to go around for both parties in general, especially like people like Ilhan Omar saying that um, Jews have double loyalty to Israel and it's all about the Benjamins, you know, that type of stuff. But also, um, the fact that CNN calls Donald Trump the conspiracy theorist in chief or whatever you said, um, just shows the bias of the media toward against him because if you if you claim to be objective, if you claim to, you shouldn't be calling people that. But I do, I do think that some people that claim they're of the Republican Party do push conspiracy theories. But then again, most of a, a large majority of people in the Republican Party laugh at these people, like Alex Jones, per se, we we laugh. we don't follow what he says, we laugh at what he says, we find it funny, we find it ridiculous that type
1: of stuff. So I definitely, or I, I think Trump was too quick or didn't, he didn't have much evidence to support that conspiracy. So I don't think he should have made it, but I don't think it's a very mainstream issue. Like other than that, there's, there's not like many conspiracies I can think of. And um, most
0: yeah i mean it's obviously i'm not saying that everyone in the republican party believes in conspiracies but there are you know there are a lot of people i feel in the republican party right now that don't necessarily believe in coronavirus um i know that that's not everyone and that could be on both sides but i do know (laughs) that i have a friend who lives in kentucky who said that a large majority of her church does not believe in the virus. But um, Ryan, you said you didn't think of some, I do have a a few other conspiracy theories that Trump has backed, such as the QAnon, which was a a theory that there were these government officials known as the Q who would leave clues around the internet. And that was kind of, he he did back that up. He did tweet about that um, saying that he backed that and (laughs) kind of, you know, that was also found to be extremely false because those were his supporters that were saying that he was the one that was going to root out all of this corruption. And um, yeah, it probably still is. And there's also, you know, the theory that, I mean, this, I wonder what your opinion on this, that voting by mail is corrupt or the rumors that there was something wrong with Hillary Clinton's health and then now with Biden's health. And then obviously, I think one of the biggest ones we can think of is when he blatantly said at a press conference that you should inject um, disinfectant into your body. And every public office- health official was like, absolutely not. That is not something that you should be doing. But there are still people asking the CDC if they should inject um, into their bodies. I, th-
2: I think we are making a mountain out of a molehill out of that. Hydrox, or not the hydro- uh, Lysol, whatever statement. Yeah. I, I think it was- I think he, someone told him something that had to do with disinfectants in the body,
1: and then he took it as that. It was like a telephone game, and then he repeated something from a mm-hmm. professional that doesn't sound very professional. But yeah, he wasn't, you know, like blatant, like explicitly like inject bleach or Lysol as many are making out to be. Yeah, but then
2: your next point, Hillary Clinton's and Joe Biden's health. I mean, we did, we did see Hillary Clinton stumble into a, a van af- after being at a September 11th memorial. She did like have some health issue there. And um, Joe Biden, I think it's pretty obvious that there has been... At least some, if not a lot of mental decline there since he he left the vice president role.
0: It just seems like what he likes to do to back his campaign is try to target other people, even if, I mean, sure, maybe Hillary Clinton's health wasn't spot on. And who knows if Joe Biden's is as well. But I think that that's not necessarily a point that we should kind of go out when we're talking about because it doesn't seem that there's really any detrimental problem and I think we would know if there was something that was very detrimental to their health but I I just I think that there's some sort of kind of behavior that I'm not a fan of when you're just going out there and saying that oh they're not healthy or they're not healthy just so you can try to get more votes. The
1: thing about Biden is there was a news article that said like oh the doctors released tests that showed Biden was in perfect or not perfect but like in good condition But then in the article, it says the one that he refuses to leak is his cognitive test. He, or not leak, but uh, release. And it seems suspicious if you don't want to release your cognitive test results. And I believe there was a poll that said something like, like a majority of Americans believe Biden is going through some kind of mental decline. And it just, I mean, he says he has a stutter, but then says things like he likes when the kids rub his book He said he was in Nevada when he was in New Hampshire, I believe something like that. He said he so was that, running for
2: the U.S. Senate, Senate instead
1: of president. I mean, very his definitely. His wife.
0: He also, I know, I think it was his son that died of brain cancer and yes. he's jumping back into this and it's, it could, there could be a variety of reasons for that. Um, but another sort of kind of something I found while searching up conspiracy theories was Rand Paul, who is the Uh, Senator in Kentucky, and he—he's a doctor. He does believe in. He was saying some very controversial things about the coronavirus vaccine. He actually had the coronavirus, and was kind of um, people were a little bit upset with him because he refused to quarantine when he was waiting for his test results. But it was just kind of like what he said here, which was, I'm kind of pro-vaccine, but also pro-freedom. Look, there's millions of us like me now who are immune. Are they going to hold me down and stick a needle in my arm? They probably will, because these people believe in the idea that they are so right and that their cause is so righteous that they can inflict it on others. And there's obviously been no science to back so far that having the coronavirus antibodies mean that you're immune. Um, I,
2: th- I think that Rand Paul is, of course, entitled to his own opinion. And I think that it it should be your choice to get the vaccine. I mean, if you want if you want to put yourself at risk of dying from it, then it should be your choice to do that. We we do live in this country where we do not
1: forcibly inject people with stuff. So, Yeah,
0: yeah, I do agree. I mean, I, yeah, I agree if he wants to die a, from it.
1: I think him as a public official, he should definitely be encouraging yes. the, like a proven vaccine, but I I, I think I align more of the libertarian spectrum of the political compass so I, I would disagree with making a mandate you know like forcing someone to get a vaccine but it should be looked down upon like smoking per se like yeah it should be like negatively viewed if you don't get a vaccine but it shouldn't be forced by the government because I dislike I don't trust the government with much power.
0: Him also saying stuff about that we shouldn't presume a group of experts somehow knows what's best for everyone, which I thought was a little bit strange because when you're thinking about a group of experts, you would think that they would know what's best, but...
2: We would think that they know what's best, but considering that, I mean, just everyone has gotten so much wrong about this virus, people are still getting things wrong about the virus. And I think that the, the experts did tell us not to wear masks at the beginning. Then they told us to wear masks. I mean, I I support wearing masks, personally. Um, if you're gonna be in a crowded situation, um, where, where you or inside where there's air conditioner blowing, where you could contract the virus. But like in public, in in open vast public spaces where you're where you're not closer to forty feet with anyone, you I don't think you should be required to wear a mask in that situation.
1: Experts, yeah um as Edward said no one really no one was really right not even because the WHO in late January telling people yeah this virus can't or early to late January saying this virus can't be spread human to human and then yeah in late March to early April still saying masks aren't helpful you're just like when are the experts correct just because a few of them say something doesn't mean they all agree or they're early. most of the time of course they are right but with a like unprecedented virus like this it's it's difficult to make calls and we shouldn't for something upon the entire population based on a handful of experts who have recently been wrong on this several times already.
0: Yeah, I do agree that there's definitely still a lot we don't know and it's not much it's, but when it comes to masks, I feel it is definitely something that has been proven to work and is, I mean, at least mostly um, and the CDC does encourage it. And I think that we should and I do respect mask mandates. It's just, I feel like masks right now, it's one thing that we can control, and we can at least say that for the most part, we know that, you know, we can't, you can't really get it if you have two people wearing a mask, or at least it's just something I feel like that's pretty in the know right now. So it's something that we can control.
1: I don't trust the government with too much power, but it should, again, it should be something that's looked down upon not to wear a mask. I wear a mask in public, but I don't think The government should have that order to mandate what we do, our right to privacy. They shouldn't infringe on that, but it it should be something that's in common that everyone does.
0: Well, that leads to um, a topic I think is very close to us as students um, with COVID-19 in schools which obviously it's been a huge up in the air for so long about what was going to happen. Obviously, we're in LUSD, which is the second biggest school district in the country. And we've, they've just decided not to reopen schools in the fall. But Trump <laughs> decided to say that he was going to defund public schools if they would not open. What do you kind of think about that effort of trying to get schools to open by saying they'll defund? Which we already get so little federal funding. It's mostly state funding. But.
2: um I do think that funding should be pulled from schools if it was reopen reopened because just they're going to need less resources so we shouldn't be sending them the same amount of funding as we would if they were meeting in person because they don't need that money in those situations when they're just meeting through the, through the computer.
1: Yeah, things like utilities, lights, electricity, all that, you're, none of that is really used if, if you're not in the classroom. That's true. You campus, know, for sure.
0: Like the campus setting that. is not going to be used. But there's also the fact of trying to get students laptops, especially in underprivileged um, Title One school districts. And still, we still need textbooks. We still need stuff like that. So I, I get that. But I feel like his defunding schools that they don't open wasn't more of like a lo- thing where, like you said, because we're not going to be using school functions as much, You're but it was more of threat. like... It was like a threat because he had said before that other countries had opened schools, but these countries had far less cases than we do. So I feel like in my opinion, it just felt more like a threat.
1: I believe that he's trying to get us to reopen schools, but on the local level decide, because every state, every city, every county is different. It's, It's hard to create a one size fits all solution. So I think that we should reopen schools. And I think he's trying to use it so that us as a local district or a local area decides how we o- reopen schools but i think that we should reopen schools in a safe manner
2: yes especially be especially because you see kids don't really get affected by coronavirus that much they have uh, almost almost like very close to a hundred survival rate of the virus per the average age in the country is 42 years old so oh, you're not you're also not putting them in much harm I do think that older teachers should be given the option maybe to retire early with some pay and or they should be able to zoom in themselves to classes and have like maybe 20 year old proctors in the classroom instead of a teacher just making sure, keeping the peace while the teacher is on zoom or something but I think the kids should be allowed to go to public schools
1: and and to add on to that much mental health problems are arising and yeah, there was NBC did a thing where they asked like five different uh, pediatricians, I believe. And they, yeah. they asked, would you send your ch- children back to school? And they said, absolutely, yeah, without hesitation. So I believe that there should be something like maybe keep, if you live with like someone elderly or someone with a condition, or maybe you have like severe asthma or something as such, you should be allowed to stay at home. But I think a vast majority should be able to go back, especially if they want, and with parents who don't have the time more resources to take care of their children at home every single day.
2: Kids are also losing education as a result of this. I know personally that I can't work as well at home as I do in school, but uh, 40% of LAUSD students didn't log in at all for classes. Um, so that that is a really big issue that we have so there there is no incentive for a lot of kids to even log into these classes so we need to make them go back to school.
1: Definitely find distance learning much harder there's so many distractions right right around and yeah with like siblings and stuff or I have one sibling but yeah it's it's really hard to coordinate everything and I definitely learn better in person and I would I really would like to go back to school.
0: Yeah and I think that for a while I was definitely Hoping personally for like a hybrid school model only because I think that, like, I agree with what Edward said and what you, Ryan, said about just the fact that there's just so much less motivation when it comes to kids trying to get themselves onto a Zoom and there's family problems and everything. But just the fact that it's not going to be real school if we open up again, it's going to be, you know, social distancing in classrooms, there's going to be masks and gloves and only go in one direction and you have to sit. And it's just, I just feel like it's almost like apocalyptic the way they want us, to, the, the guidelines for reopening schools. And I would much rather be in a setting that's more like, uh, as a sp- person with like anxiety myself, I think it would be more beneficial for me to be in a setting that's more like school, even if that takes a while to happen. And I just think that even though it is a low rate for kids to get coronavirus, it's still you know dangerous to teachers and staff because they're not going to be kids. And uh, Betsy DeVos said that 0.02, I believe, of kids would die. And that is still 14,000 kids. And that's not a number that parents will look at and go like, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very small amount. I, I agree. but
1: I think that there should be not like, like a hybrid model, but rather it's like some people stay at home, the ones that are at the most at risk, but, you know, someone I- in like good condition like, should be able to go back to school.
2: I honestly don't think a hybrid model would work because then you're sending these two separate groups of students that haven't interacted with each other into the same environment. And that requires a very deep cleaning of the entire school, which can, which probably can't be done in a single day.
0: Yeah, and there's also the fact of including just in general, having kids back in school is going to include a huge cleaning and money spent. And it's just... I mean, I did want to go back to school. Personally, I think I, I, you know, being at home for so long as a teenager, is not beneficial for my mental health and it's not something I want to keep doing. But I think when it's talking about health right now, I think the way to go, especially because it's not getting any better in Los Angeles and it's not really getting better. <laughs> I mean, some places it's less, but right now for me, I feel like I'm definitely more comfortable at home. And um, I know Gavin Newsom just recently said that he, there are 33 counties that are on a watch list and those cannot open, like not even private schools can open in those areas. So he's really shutting it down. And I'm hoping that perhaps if we keep kids out of school for a little longer, that may try to contribute to just um, flattening the curve with our large number of cases here.
1: Maybe with stuff like temperature checks every day on the way in. Or yeah, and like I'm that. sure there that that's definitely part
0: of the procedure.
1: Yeah. Coronavirus rapid tests every day, maybe that. It's already
0: hard to get a test in general, and you know I mean, rapid tests you have to pay for usually.
2: I, I did get two tests and I never struggled getting the tests. Even in April, I thought I might have had coronavirus, um, and I did get a test. No questions asked. Nothing it was really easy. So
0: no, yeah, the tests are definitely easy, but it's, I mean, and usually here, I think it's easier to get them back, but there are some places around the country that, I mean, the amount of tests that we're giving out is not enough. And the fact that it takes, you can take from three to 14 days to get your test results back. So it would just, for some places, maybe here, because I feel like tests are more readily available, but some places, I know Florida, um, in some counties, it's just so much harder to get coronavirus tests and to get them back so quickly. Um, the next thing on the list is Trump, which I think it's really interesting to hear what teens think about Trump, because um, I feel like a lot of... Yeah, Gen we're, Z we're in
2: the minority here.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> what is your opinion on Donald Trump?
1: <laughs> personally? We, we, we like him personally, both of us. Okay. I wouldn't say I like him. It's more like he's definitely better than Biden. Because, okay. I mean, Biden he's he's weak everyone knows that he's weak on foreign policy he would be weak on china he's declining mentally it, it really seems like he's de- declining mentally and he he can't stand up for himself because um someone asked him the other day if he would actively denounce the lawlessness of tearing down statues i see the reason behind you know tearing down statues but i don't think that i think that should be done with a legal procedure not civil unrest a bunch of people tackling it at once and based on that, he doesn't seem to have a spine and he doesn't—he can't stand up to the radical left.
2: Yeah, and, and I'd also like to add, Biden has just gone back on so many different things. Like his one major successful policy uh, issue was the 1994 crime bill. And he has just turned around and run, ran away from that as fast as possible.
0: Yeah, no, there could and, be, uh, I mean, obviously there's flaws with every candidate but more of, more or less, I, I can understand your dislike towards Biden, but more kind of Trump is what I want to um, focus on, because I understand, yeah, but maybe, you know, Hillary wasn't the best candidate and who knows if Bernie was the best candidate. But as of right now, personally, I just think that like in light of recent events, what he has done, I mean, I may be part of the population that just dislikes him in general, But I just couldn't I could see myself voting if I could vote Biden over Trump only because, in my opinion, I have Trump. (laughs) And I I just I feel like also when it comes to coronavirus and how he's handled that is he's kind of just didn't want to believe it and um, blamed it on the left and blamed it on China and now there's that whole him telling hospitals to not send their covid data to the CDC but to the HHS which can only mean that he wants to release that data and make it seem like things are getting better and just not wearing masks until recently and being against lockdown he he and- did,
2: actually I'd like to go against you on that point he he did wear masks in private when he was with people in small closed circumstances he didn't wear masks in large uh, open spaces, though. Which- there was a picture of him at a Ford plant wearing a mask a couple months ago.
0: Yes, I know there's one picture I saw of him wearing a mask versus Biden. I think just or other political figures have been wearing masks. I mean, everywhere.
2: Biden just leaves the mask hanging on as a sig- signal of virtue.
1: He, he, when he's talking, he just past, past leaves past it hanging. Where he has a mask just hanging.
0: But I, I mean, yes, there's a, there's that. But there's also just Trump not wearing a mask. Yeah,
1: to address to address the handling of the coronavirus, Yes, I believe that Trump hasn't done the best job, but I don't think anyone would have really done better because you have in January and in February, you have people like Pelosi saying, no, go to your Chinatowns, don't. And then, but all like most people on the left called his banning of China. Would
2: would have seen a spike as a result of the reopening. We would have seen it mid-May, late May, early June we would have seen a spike in Florida. But we didn't see a spike in Florida until the middle of June, which only leads me to believe that it, it could have only been the protests that caused this new
0: spike. I protests. I mean, I and disagree I, with the protests only because it's, I mean, protests, obviously, you're closer to other people. But I think it's just a irresponsibility of many people in Florida hosting like Corona parties and going to bars. And just the fact that I don't really want to say that it's the protests. it could be partially, but it's You know, there's a hundred other reasons why it could have spiked then. But I just I feel like the way even though, yes, it's a lot of it is contributed to the governors. I think we do need something on the national level, um, some sort of order on the national level to try to help it out. And Trump just loves talking about other things.
1: I believe that there's overwhelming evidence that the protests have led to a spike. Spikes didn't actually happen until a week later around. June 17th in California, uh, Florida, Texas, New York, all of those spikes came around then. So if you trace back the two week incubation period of the average two week incubation period of COVID-19, then that traces directly back to the protests.
0: In California, I feel like if you look at a timeline, I looked at a timeline on the CDC, just how much it's gone up in the past few months. And that's true. It's kind of been on like a steady incline upwards and it's just not getting better. And the Black Lives Matter protests are relatively not as prominent as they were when we back in, you know, yeah, but we're still yeah. getting
2: we're still getting the cases from that. That's what's causing this spike. We're still getting
0: these. But cases it's been from quite a few lit- weeks and, since then. Uh, like I said, it could have come and I'm sure some came from that, but the fact that we're still it's just the case so many in the past
1: yeah, so days. I don't think it's, stopping because it's not stopping. Once you and, see and I that, feel like if
0: if it really was the Black Lives Matter protest, we would have seen this. And we would have seen the decline by now because you're saying you're contributing the entire spike to the protests so it's been a few weeks since now so i just feel like it would have gone down thousands are allowed to go out then
1: you would feel like you are allowed to go out too yeah but also also it's a it's a
2: ripple effect from those protests so these people that went to the protests then go to their friends and give it to them and yeah, then their yeah, friends go and give effect. it to their other yes. friends. So while you're you're seeing this spike that could have happened from the protest that that most certainly happened from the protests it keeps on going up because all of these people that got infected now go to all all of their friends and get, get them infected. But what we also do see is that this this spike is for predominantly younger people.
0: We agree to disagree there, but I just Edward you said that you're seeing it more in young people but then again you agree that we should open up schools, which is something I just thought about just now. I don't really know where that, where does that logic come from? Other people
1: aren't going to die from it, most, most likely.
0: But it's still infection. We
1: basically found that COVID barely spread in kids, or not spread, but barely, yeah, barely like led to severe or to fatal conditions in kids. So but there's
0: always like the... Just the fact that it's going to spread more, and that's not what we want, because if we're going to just back to the kind of like if you if it's in younger people and you're going to open up schools and it's not going to kill kids, but it's going to spread and it, then it's going to spread to adults. And that's just back on that. But
1: you said earlier, there's not uh, like evidence that or not. It's the evidence about antibodies not making you immune actually could be traced because there's like uh, there's like a European strain a China or like an Asian strain so that that may be the reason why but it seems like on a majority basis the uh, after you do get it once and get the antibodies you are you do get immunity so the thing is if we uh, if we do have some spread but but people don't die from it and develop immunity that encourages herd immunity because there yes, is a such yes, thing as opening there's a such thing as opening too slow because if you can't open up, the, the thing, the goal is to, our original goal was to flatten the curve, which means that, yeah, you can't go past the hospitalizations. So you want to get that between, like, the extreme without delaying the process too much. And, yeah, if you are familiar with, like, calculus or, like, the area under the curve, if you go with a long time with less cases, less frequent cases, is the same area under the curve as, you know, a moderate time or an extremely fast time with a lot of cases at once, because the frequencies in the, the integral and in total is still the same amount of cases, same amount of deaths. So we want to hit that moderate point where we are encouraging herd immunity while not while not opening too fast or slow.
0: Yeah.
2: Because with a vaccine, it's most likely going to be only 70% effective. And that maybe only 70% of the population is going to get it, which isn't even going to get us to herd immunity.
0: We, I think before we start, implementing a herd immunity model, we do have to realize, have to have like solid evidence on antibodies being just the fact that I feel like there's a lot more research we need to do before we start implementing a herd immunity model. Yeah. Actually, the last thing I want to talk about only because the TikTok ban, which has not happened, but obviously was not because of TikTok as like being detrimental as an app, but because of its connections with China. So, what is? What do you think about the fact that the I, U.S. wants to ban TikTok? I think
2: that there's overwhelming evidence that TikTok is, uh, is somehow connected with the Chinese government. I mean, there when Apple released iOS fourteen. They they, they had this feature, which allowed you to see when an app copied stuff from your clipboard, where you you had stuff copied. So, people went into TikTok, and when they opened the app, it showed them that TikTok had copied what they had on their clipboard.
1: Yeah, there's Yeah. there's this other guy, this software engineer, and he kind of reverse engineered, like, the TikTok algorithm, and he found that TikTok was quite literally a data collection site failed as a social media thing they like purposely give you like make you go a bit viral if you on your first post so that you'll stay longer they get your information from your other they or they know what other apps you have they know what information you store in those other apps so yeah, I think oh South Korea just I think they believe I believe they uh like sued China or TikTok and for like India just aliens. banned TikTok yeah, I, because of those reasons. Yeah, I, think
0: I don't like TikTok true. in general. Um, not <laughs> not because I mean obviously this China thing is more fuel to the fire, but the, cool the fact thing. that they're they've proven I mean they had an LGBT anti LGBTQ thing at one point where they were taking down posts of people that of, that were talking about you know. Mm-hmm the that community and that they just had all these problems before with like privacy and um and just the overwhelming weird amount of talent that comes out of that i have a lot of reasons to hate tiktok but i i don't know this whole china thing was definitely a weird thing to hear like that's oh that's why they're trying to ban tiktok because it's such an immensely popular app especially in the united states
1: yeah and that's very yeah, scary. and I don't think
2: all of those, like, TikTokers saying, like, oh, because we, we we filled up, the, we, we bought tickets to Donald Trump's rally. He's trying to ban it because of that. Like, I don't yeah. think, I don't think. It, I don't <laughs> that think was
0: pretty funny. Either. Uh, But I don't, I don't, I, I also agree. That's probably not why. I, they're I also doing. don't think
2: that they actually got tickets to the rally. I mean, no, they reported those like, people.
1: Um, well, the fire marshal said something like 6,000, but actually it's over 16,000 came. It's just the majority didn't have tickets and they didn't need it to come in. Um. Like yeah, we all millions. saw the photos Everything. of how many like,
0: people came and his walk of shame yeah, afterwards.
1: The, um. The the sections where there was empty. The owner purposely wrote. Things mm, like, oh, I, I, I mean, mean, this this
0: sounds like, like personally. This sounds like people are just the same way. Where um, Trump tried to say, oh, his his election inauguration was the biggest in history when it was not. It sounds very similar to me, but it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Um. Because he exaggerate. Things. he did he and he, he likes things, to exaggerate i i
2: i think that comes from more of a more of the i'm a billionaire that type of stuff
0: yeah but
1: um I think, also <laughs> i wouldn't consider it a failure i think it was just moderate and then yeah there were p- people with pictures of like the seats where the entire section said like oh please don't sit here due to COVID 19 and but, and then there's like something over like around 10 million watched.
0: So I think overall... He did, he did say before his, there. I think it was his Tulsa rally where he was like, um, if you get COVID-19, we are not, you know, uh, we aren't... Waiver, yeah, it was a waiver that he had, ability, which I thought was... Uh,
2: I I I would understand why he would do that. Obviously, he doesn't want to be sued by people that get coronavirus. I mean, it was their choice to go to the rally in the first place. So if they decided not to wear masks at that rally, then it would be their fault if they get coronavirus. So that's why he just wanted yeah. to make sure. Yeah. But also, I if we're talking about his rallies, I would like to talk about his uh, speech at Mount Rushmore, which... Why, which, while it was a great speech, um, many in the media did say that he talked about that it was all a thinly veiled attempt at conserving Confederate statues, which it wasn't. He didn't mention anything about the Confederacy, except when he was talking about Abraham Lincoln and how great Abraham Lincoln was. So Yeah, yeah so you see I like, mean,
0: there are other things that, thing. you know, there, but... Trump as a candidate, as as a person is just for some and Yeah, he can it's, be
1: quite divisive. mm mm-hmm. i I think his, his biggest opponent is himself. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. It's also I think just it would
1: be much better if he controlled his tweeting. Um,
0: I think so too. I think that when the looting starts, the shooting starts was one of the most irresponsible things he tweeted. And um also just the he uses Twitter at such a like there should be someone controlling his tweets, and then of course, when Twitter blocks his tweets, then because they're violent, then he goes after Twitter. Um, um, I
2: don't. To- I don't think they should be censoring the president of the United States.
0: I think they should be censoring things that they agree are. Um, I don't think no, the president because- of the United States gives him any right to not to say things that are violent and that could be triggering for other people. But
2: they, but they did also censor the the
1: the official White House's account tweets, which is just. A lot of what he says is can be easily misinterpreted, which is why, I mean, I, I when I heard it, I, I interpreted it as, like, when people start looting, you create chaos in the atmosphere. and It sounded like he was going to send in people to, not, not, it's yeah, just. There, that's why there's different interpretations of a quote. That's what I thought at first, and then I saw that, I was like, oh, I see how that could be the way you interpret it as well, but yeah. I just yeah, think it, yeah, it's says, just, there are a lot of things. Meaning. I think that, he has the best, or I think he has what he wants to say in his head, but. Sometimes he doesn't he know doesn't, how to say yeah, it. <laughs> that, that's why I think he definitely should have like an advisor or something before.
0: Oh he, yeah, someone just so kind of making sure he. I doesn't, think they
2: he, they shouldn't be writing his tweets for him, but they should be like, maybe you should take like, these oh, this words is out. out. This is
0: not really maybe you shouldn't right. attack everyone for when you something goes wrong, then you attack someone. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. But yeah, Trump, it's just it's just something else when it comes to him and how he's handled everything and him as a president and uh the fact that his niece published a book saying he's diagnosing him as a psychopath and stuff just like that which is yeah but
2: i think i think his niece is just after money honestly i think like where where was she where where was she when he was running for president the first time where was she when he was president for three and a half years writing the book where was she when she could have tweeted out that he uses the N-word always and that he uses anti-Semitic slurs, but where, where is, where is that? Where's yeah, the proof of that? She has no terrorism. proof.
1: But the thing it's... is, there's, she's never been in the same room as Trump. And oh, or, she has. And then, I think there was... They believe there was like one gathering where there were like an entire, like a bunch of people... I mean, I don't and even, even think,
0: I do believe that he had said some horrible things to her, but I also think that she was not going from a, like his family standpoint, but more of like from his... Um... Yeah,
1: but I mean, the thing, like, I I don't find it really credible when you've basically like almost never met. And then there's like no existing pictures of them. But too, like I so said, it's... It increases it really it, it, your... Whether or and not... Also if my niece
2: did something like that to me i would be sending her a cease and desist letter
0: whether or not i don't know if she's going from his family member standpoint it seems more like she's going from just someone who's observed him but you know to each their own um i think that's where we're going to wrap it up thank you guys so much for coming and for talking with me Um, i've been maddie your host of left right and in between make sure to look out for the next episode of the podcast next week